0: Welcome to the Dynasty Pros Fantasy Show, where we talk all things fantasy football. From player news, rankings, projections, and even trade advice. Everything to help you win your fantasy football league. And now, your hosts, Bob and Rob. Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Dynasty Pros Fantasy Show. I am your host, Bob Miller, and tonight I've got a special guest with me. Uh it's Tommy Harvey from over at DynastyProsFootball dot com. Tommy, how you doing? I'm doing fantastic, Bob. How are you doing tonight? Man, we're doing all right. Uh you know, just dealing with these injuries and uh bye weeks and COVID and whatnot. It's uh it's 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 tough, uh, playing fantasy football this year. I'll I'll tell you that. Yeah, strange times we live in. It is, it is. It's pretty wild, you know, you're having to cope and and, and make do, and you're having to play guys that you'd never thought in a million years you'd have to play, like, I mean, for instance, I'm having to start Rex Burkhead in a league uh, this, this this week, and, uh, you know, with COVID and injuries, and what, you know, I lost Nick Chubb and Saquon in that league, so I'm just trying to get by, and, uh, you know, it's pretty rough. It's pretty slim pickings out there on the waiver wire, so, yeah. Imagine having to start J.D. McKissick this week. Yikes. Yeah, yeah, that hurts, that hurts. So uh, if, if people aren't familiar with Tommy, Tommy uh, actually is a, a writer over at DynastyProsFootball.com. He's a host uh, to our Monday night show. We do every Monday night called The Wire. We try to get a head start on the waiver wire uh, uh, news out there so that you all can listen to the show on Tuesdays and, and make those waiver claims uh, in plenty enough time. And, and Tommy also kind of gives you a little advice As far as you know, how to spend that fab money as well, and not to not to get too carried away. And he talks to you. It's it's a really really good show uh, that we talk about. Not really the players to pick up so much sometimes, but we really really like to scour and 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 see. It's almost like we're we're more not. Let me put it this way: we're not as excited about the players that we're we're going to pick up Wednesday mornings, sort of say, but we're really really excited about those players that get dropped. Because so many people get frustrated or, or just get tired of someone. And so they drop some really, really good players. I know I've already picked up Darius Slayton off of one waiver wire. Um, Heck, <laughs> I picked up Saquon Barkley in a keeper league uh, uh, off the waiver wire. So there's, there's some people out there that get dropped quite a bit. And uh, so that's some things that we really, really focus on over um, on the WIRE um, podcast. So, you know, definitely keep an eye out for that. Um, we like to help you out as much as we can, and and Tommy's excellent. He's a master at at who to go and grab off the wire and and who to look for. So um, speaking of the waiver wire, Tommy, um, not only has has injuries hit us hard and, you know, it seems like we're having COVID games every week now, but with the waiver wire being affected, there are some – waivers out there that are getting postponed or getting moved or bumped back a day. Just say, for instance, this week. Now, we can't really help out. We're recording this late on a Wednesday evening, um, so by the time anyone listens to this, it'll be Thursday and waiver wires have already ran, but, you know, some things we want everyone to be aware of is be, be aware of your waiver wire in your league because, you know, my Fantasy League, you know, they process their waivers this morning, but... I want to say Yahoo and and ESPN are not processing their waivers until tomorrow. So we want everyone out there to be aware um, of of your waiver wire rules because this is something that's going to be affected moving forward. This isn't our last COVID related week, and 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 it's going to be affected throughout the season. I I believe that maybe we've just uh, started to uh, to witness what's going to happen. I think we got plenty plenty more to to. Uh, you know, ahead of us as far as COVID, um, impacted scheduling and, and whatnot. So, um, you, you know, keep aware of your waiver wire and your rules and your league. Um, we had some waiver wires processed this morning that we weren't even aware of. Um, so, uh, you know we were kind of focusing on other leagues and 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 just like us we play in different leagues you might play on sleeper you might play on my fantasy league you might play yahoo cbs espn there's a million of them out there nfl.com whatever it may be make sure you're paying attention to that uh so you're not kind of left you know left out there and you know without kind of left in the cold without having a player to to pick up so anyways moving on uh there was a little bit of uh, news that broke uh, just recently, and that was Le'Veon Bell. He finally got released by the New York Jets. They've been trying to trade him. He's been wanting out of there. He's been criticizing his coach. He's, you know, he needs to stand in line with the rest of the world because Adam Gase is just a plain embarrassment at this point. Um, but so everyone's kind of speculating where is Lev Bell going to end up, and, and kind of like the Leonard Fournette situation. Is he going to go somewhere where it's going to, let's say, negatively impact a possible starter? You know, some people want him to go to maybe the Chiefs. You know, that's going to hurt someone like Clyde edwards Hilaire, you know, his his production and his value. Tommy, where are some other places that, you know, that could make sense for Lev Bell and, um, you know, that may not impact? It may help him out, but, you know, what kind of impact it would have on those other running backs? You know what's some spots you think so? Well, you just touched on the Chiefs there. He, he did just follow Patrick
1: Mahomes on Twitter, so that may be a spot to look out for. Um, other than that, you know you got the Patriots. They're always in in need of a running back. Um, the Broncos with the Melvin Gordon situation. Philip Lin, Philip Lindsey's been a little bit banged up, also.
0: Well, you also um, have the uh, Melvin Gordon just got arrested for DUI last night. Yep. Yep. <clears throat> and you know you don't know what kind. I don't know if the NFL is going to discipline him this year. I don't think he's going to go on the exempt list or anything like that. But the Broncos, I mean, they have not made a decision just yet if he's going to play this week. Um, so you know, a lot of people have been kind of picking up Royce Freeman just in case. Right. Um,
1: the uh, so charters, the uh, charters could be another could be another spot for him with Eckler out. Um, Joshua Kelly hasn't been overly impressive. He's been okay, but he hadn't been great. Um, Justin Jackson is kind of often injured. Um,
0: so that could be another, well, you know, Eckler, yeah, Eckler is hurt. And, and I mean, Le'Veon Bell's got great hands. He could fill that, that Austin Eckler role. Right. Um, you know, it it may be a little strange when Eckler does come back and return from injury, what they would do. But I think that that would be a, uh, you know, that's a good problem to have, I suppose, yeah. because injuries have been happening like crazy. Yeah. So, yeah, I think the Chargers would be an interesting place for him. Um, Patriots, you never know what those guys yeah. are doing. I, I mean, they what was that rumor that was flying around a couple of weeks ago where they were uh, talking with the Atlanta Falcons about Julio Jones? I don't know if the, how much truth there was to that. No one really, you know, no one like Schefter or Rappaport or anybody really, really commented on that. So
1: Well, well also, whenever Fournette was – cut by Jacksonville, there was a lot of speculation he would end up in New England. Yeah. So yeah. maybe that could be a left-bell um, destination. Um, also, full circle, why not, why not the Steelers? The Steelers know how to use them.
0: That was my prediction. I, I, I've been really thinking about it, and, and, and of course I'll be wrong, but I think the Steelers would be the best fit for him. I mean, the Steelers have a lot to play for. They've got one of the best teams in the AFC Yep. Um, they are a legit Super Bowl contender. And w- James Conner, he's great when he's on the field. He's like the Will Fuller of running backs. You know, when he's on the field, he produces, but he can't stay healthy, just like Fuller um, for the Texans at wide receivers. So uh, that's great and all, but why not have someone like Lev Bell there? I mean, g- goodness gracious, that would be fant- a fantastic duo to have. and uh you know, and, and Pittsburgh knows how to use him. He's familiar. You know, we don't have to really tell many people about what Lev Bell's capable of in that offense, so. That's right. Any other, I mean, would the Colts make sense? I mean, with them losing Marlon Mack and, and, and you know, probably use that pass catching, you know, back. I know they've got Naeem Hines. Uh, I yeah. know that. But, I mean, Naeem Hines is not Lev Bell, so. He's not. Um Hines is definitely a
1: pass catching back, and that's really it. Um, Bell can come in and do multiple things. Um, I I don't know if if you would want him around Jonathan Taylor, <laughs> honestly. Um, Left Bell's been a been a, a bit of a headache at times for yeah yeah for his
0: teams. Um, I don't know if you want to subject your young running back to that, but. That makes sense. Do you think Lev maybe takes a back seat for a little bit? Maybe takes a few weeks off, does the whole uh, Devontae Freeman angle where maybe he waits for an injury to occur? I I, I just had this, like, vision in my head that, let's say, Chris Carson goes down up in Seattle. You know, Lev Bell would fit. I mean, they throw their backs out of the backfield. I mean, Lev Bell would fit in that offense perfectly, but I don't think they really have the room for him now with Carlos Hyde up there. But if there were an injury that were – to occur I think he would pop into that offense and 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 take off immediately so I don't know if he signs anywhere say tomorrow or the next day but um, you know we've got a uh, we've got a writer over at dynastyprosfootball.com that is uh, working on an article right now and he's got some really really cool ideas um, some really really neat destinations uh, that he's going we're going to be putting that article out hopefully tomorrow um, as soon as possible so uh, you all keep an eye out for that but yeah the possibilities are really endless when it comes to Lev Bell. Uh, he, he would make any team better. He would improve any team. I mean, I don't know if, how much pop he has, how much explosiveness he has, but he can catch the ball. And when motivated, he can really, really produce. So, uh, well, you, you have to remember, he's also spent the last year and a half with the Jets. Oh, so Yeah, that'll that will <laughs> make you age really quickly there. That'll take a lot of life out of you. Yeah. Um, and, and, and just like uh, anyone else, any, anytime he, anyone leaves Adam Gase, man, they immediately blow up fantasy. They're, they're fantasy relevant uh, the next place they go. So let's, uh, let's keep that in mind. So uh, that's a guy that uh, fantasy wise, um, you may be able to pick up on the cheap. Um, you know, before this, this show is over with, we're going to talk about some really, really nice buy low candidates. Um, but Lev Bell is definitely one of those guys. It just depends on your league. It depends on who the Lev Bell owner is. And if you are the Lev Bell owner, don't sell him unless you're getting a good deal for him. Don't don't sell low on him. That, that you don't win that way. You're not gonna you're not gonna do well in panic and say I'm gonna tr- I'm gonna trade this guy and pick up you know uh, I could probably use some help at tight end. So maybe I'll get Jimmy Graham or something for him. Don't don't do anything like that. That'd be silly. Um, his stock will go back up somewhat when he does land with a new team if you want if you don't want to be in the lev bell business anymore i don't blame you sell him then don't do it now but if you can buy him on the cheap i would certainly recommend it because uh you know anybody's worth it at the right price and he and 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 the way running backs are dropping like flies this year there are tons of running back needy teams, and I mean fantasy wise, there's a lot, everyone in your league. There's several teams that that needs help, that needs a lot of help at running back. So just don't give away Lev Bell, and if you can go pick him up on the cheap, I would certainly recommend it. So, you know, what are, what are your thoughts on that, Tommy? I would, I wouldn't go drop him. No, I mean, I would definitely
1: it. It's it's a definite hold situation for me on him just to find out where he's going to go, because wherever he goes, he's going to be used. So I, I wouldn't drop him unless it's just an, an extremely shallow, um, roster. Um, but even then I would be trying to look for a way to keep him.
0: Yeah. So yeah, keep an eye out on that. If you can get him on the cheap, we certainly, we certainly recommend it, but don't go just giving him away because, uh, he just got released or anything like that. You're not doing your team any justice by doing that. Um, so let's move on. Uh, Tommy, I'm going to let you take this one away because uh, this is something that hits, hits home to you. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, and that's the Cowboys. We, you know, That's your team. Um, and, and, and it was just so unfortunate what happened with Dak Prescott. I mean, this guy was putting up incredible numbers. He's playing his ass off for a contract. And then he had that nasty, nasty injury. Um, but what there's some other st- besides that before the DAC injury there were some concerns that you and I have talked about multiple times that you had with the Dallas Cowboys offense what are some of those concerns well their
1: their run pass balance has not been it's not been near equal at all um they've they've thrown the ball 63% of the time that is almost unheard of. Um, I know a lot of that has to do with the fact that they're trying to come back in games because their defense has put them in such a hole. But their offensive line has been really atrocious. Um, they've lost Lyle Collins. He he hasn't played. Um, Tyron Smith has been out with a neck issue. He may not play. Travis Frederick retired, so they're you know they've been having to use Joe Looney, and now um, now they have a rookie playing center there. Um, it's their offensive line has been a mess, which has probably contributed to having to throw the ball also. But whenever you have a running back like Zeke, you got to use them. Um, I I'm not a fan of their of their balance at all, um, or their lack of balance, um, which was which is great for Dak because he was putting up monster numbers. I mean, he's he's still almost 300 yards ahead of the next guy at, as far as passing garbage. Um, but their their offense is not balanced at all and w- with with Ezekiel Elliott back there, I would figure that they would be try, that they would try, at, at least attempt it. Um, but
0: those wide receivers that they have are pretty amazing also. So they at least have the weapons to be able to throw the ball. Absolutely. I mean, he was producing – I mean, he was putting up, uh, like, record numbers uh, the, the first, uh, what, four weeks of the season there. And, oh, yeah. and if you listen to last week's show with Rob and I, um, I was telling people, you know, we were doing a lot of buy low, sell high candidates. And I – one of my biggest sell highs was Dak Prescott. I said, you know, they have a much easier schedule uh, coming up to where they're not going to have to be playing from behind. And so I I would have thought that you would see more balance there and you would see some more touches for Zeke. And and I still believe that, especially now, but, um, you know, after this injury. But I still was recommending to sell Dak Prescott because this time last week, I couldn't imagine his stock getting any higher than it was. Um, And if anyone took that advice and went and got a – you know, got a little bit of a ransom ransom for him, you know, reach out to us, you know, tweet us and, and let us know um, because, uh, I mean, that was the perfect time. I mean, I I wouldn't have predicted any kind of an injury at all, but I thought that his numbers were going to kind of come down back to normal a little bit because of the schedule that was coming up. They, were, they weren't they were playing in these teams that were going to, you know, possibly blow them out where they were going to have to be coming back from behind. So um, if you did cash out on him, congratulations. I still hate the situation, but yeah, I I completely agree with that run-pass uh, balance there. Uh, me being a, a Baltimore Ravens fan, I'm going through it myself, and we'll get there here in a second. Um, but yeah, yeah, that the, the defense in Dallas hasn't been playing very very well at all. Um, Demarcus Lawrence has been pretty much non-existent, um, looking like right now that that might be a bad contract um, there. And they might be able to get out of it because everyone's really in need of pass rush, so someone might be willing to take him on if 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 he continues to kind of uh you know play mediocre like that I mean what's your thoughts on on Demarcus lawrence um,
1: that whole Dallas defense just looks slow to me. It's not just Lawrence they all just look slow like and it's almost apathetic they just it looks like they're just kind of going through the motions out there. I know a lot of it, you know, I know it really hurts not having Vander Esch there in the middle, but but at the same time, everybody looks slow right now. I don't know if that has anything to do with it being a Mike Nolan defense or not. I mean, shoot, he hasn't been a defensive coordinator. I mean, he hasn't been a coordinator in six years. So, I mean... (laughs) And Mike McCarthy brings him in, thinking you know he's just going to step in, and the Dallas defense is going to just click. And it hasn't. They've looked really slow and really bad. Just yeah, like a whole- they're
0: a little clueless, uh, really. Yeah. To be to be honest, and, and listen, it's not like they have a, a super great defense as it is. Their safeties aren't very good. Their corners, uh, they lo- they had some losses this off season. They, they did draft uh, pretty well, but you can't rely on rookies so much. Um, and then Van der Esch really, really hurt. But yeah, you know when you're not putting pressure on a quarterback, um, that quarterback is going to pick you apart. I mean, you, there's nothing you can do about that. So yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, and it's not just Lawrence. Everson Griffin hasn't been hasn't been very good. Yeah.
1: Now, I mean, Alden Smith has been fantastic, but he's really the only bright spot on
0: that defense so far. Yeah. And Alden Smith was sitting on the couch eating Doritos like this time last right. year, wasn't he? Yeah. You know? Yeah, exactly. He hadn't played in years. Exactly. So pretty, it, it's pretty wild stuff. And it, maybe they'll turn it around and you would think that, you know, if a, if a, if a player goes down like a Van Der Esch or something like that, these guys would stand up rally uh, around one another and, and, and try and pick up the slack. But yeah, yeah. I tend to agree. You haven't seen that in Dallas. Uh, not yet at least. And, and, the crazy thing is is that division is terrible right now so so bad it's so so bad i mean i think the first place team is the eagles if i'm not mistaken and they're what one and three no the cowboys are two and three. the eagles are the eagles are one three and one okay so so who's who's so that that would put the eagles leading the division right no, the Cowboys are oh, too really good to the division. Yeah, sorry. sorry the the sorry. Eagles are a half a game back because they have a they have a tie. Gotcha. So so let's talk about the Eagles while we're at it, man. Um, a lot of people might have you know if 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 waiver wires ran this morning or run tomorrow morning, there are going to be some people that are going to be out there jumping the gun, spending a lot of fab money on Travis Fulgham. Um, but you are saying, you know, like I said. I wish we'd have done a show Monday night uh, of, of the Wire, but you're saying kind of not so fast. You know, don't don't go and throw all this money on Fogelman. And, and why is that? Right.
1: Let's kind of pump the brakes on him a little bit. I mean, we have to we have to understand. Um, got Deshaun Jackson coming back. Al- Sean Jeffries coming back. Jalen Rager is set to return here in, in, the, in the upcoming weeks, and so is Dallas Goddard. So I mean, there's not um, there's not gonna be much of a use for a Travis Fulgham or a Greg Ward, very you know, moving forward after the a, after
0: these next couple of weeks. Do you I mean, do you so really think that? I, I mean, kind of pump the brakes on there. Do you? I, I don't want to cut you off, and I apologize, but I mean, do you really really think that? I mean, he's building a rapport weekly with Travis Fulgham. <clears throat> Excuse me. So even with Jalen Rager coming back soon, and you've got Deshaun Jackson who can't seem to stay on the field. And who knows what in the world to expect from an Alshon Jeffrey? I mean, gosh, how is he going to be in shape? Is he going to be ready to roll? I mean, are they just throwing him out there just as a, you know, just to have a body out there? I mean, listen, I mean, Fulgham has been uh, consistent over the last couple of weeks and just getting better and better and better. I mean, do you think that these other players returning are going to hurt him, you know, or do you think? Uh, or do you really, really believe that, you know, let's let's take a step back. He's going to be kind of irrelevant now that, you know, D-Jax and Alshon are coming back.
1: Well, I mean, all these guys returning aren't going to help him. I mean, they drafted Jalen Rager in, in the first round, so he's obviously their their future. Um, Alshon, Jeffrey, and D-Jax coming back, they're going to have a role also. And then Dallas Goddard coming back. Here, here, here in the coming weeks, I, I saw earlier week seven. Yeah. You know, is a, is is a possibility there. So he's he's going to come back and take up a lot of those targets as well. So it, it may be a wait and see thing with with Travis Fulgham. Um Yeah, he he had a a very good week this past week, but prior to
0: that, I mean, how many people had really ever heard of Travis Fulgham? No, you know? no, I. Um, I'm with you there, but you know, you, you, know, you kind of touched on something with, with Deshaun Jackson coming back and Alshon and Jalen Rager. Here, here's something to keep in mind. These guys are probably, uh, depending on the, the, how deep your league is, those three guys are probably on the waiver wire right now. Yeah. And, and if, your, if your waivers process this week, when they process this week, they probably most likely will still be on the waiver wire. So if you're listening to this show, um, that's something I would look at. You're, if you're listening to us, um, your your waivers have ran this week. They've they've gone through. Take a look and see. I don't know how much I would really want to roster uh, Deshaun Jackson, but listen, Alshon Jeffrey's worth a pickup. Depending on you know we don't want to let go of anyone good to pick up Alshon Jeffrey. Don't be wrong. If you're in a shallow league, shallow benches, maybe it's not for you. But if you're in somewhat a good size, somewhat deeper league, and you have the room to roster someone like Jalen Rager or yeah. Alshon Jeffrey, definitely. I mean, look at C. you know, pick them up because you see what Folkum is doing. I mean, the guy's getting all the volume, and Zach Ertz has been non-existent. And you you would have thought that. Zach Ertz would be peppered with targets, and, and, and he'd get. You would think he's getting, you'd think he'd get 15 targets a game because he's all they
1: have. Um, you know, the funny thing there, though, is once Goddard got hurt, Ertz's production went down. So Goddard is helping Ertz's production by being on the field with
0: him. It, it, it's, it's incredible. You would think that, you know, I, I, Ertz is getting double teamed quite a bit. I mean, these other teams know that. But, I mean, last week, you know, this past Sunday, he had two catches. You know, it was it. You know, you, 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 you can't get by with that. And they threw the ball all over the place and scored a lot of points against the Steelers, and Zach Hurts had two catches. It just blows my mind. Fulgham had, I think, about 50 catches in that game. So, <clears throat> you know, keep that in mind. I, I personally am – I am all for you picking up Travis Fulgham. I just don't think you should throw out a lot of money. And and, and like I said, if you're listening to this episode, you're listening to the show, I would say in most leagues – people are going to pick him up. I mean, he's, gonna, he's probably going to be gone by the time you hear this. So not that this is irrelevant, but keep in mind that, um, you know, like we do on the Wire uh, podcast is maybe Fulgham doesn't li- – listen, the Eagles play the Ravens this Sunday. And, and no matter where Fulgham lines up on the field, uh, he's probably going to be uh, across from a Marlon Humphrey or a Marcus yep. Peters. So he may not produce very much this week. So keep that in mind. If you are one of the people that picked him up, keep in mind maybe it might be a little risky start this weekend. But here's the thing is someone, if he does not put up big numbers, I promise you in a lot of leagues, he's just going to get dropped again next week. Yep. Just Um, keep monitoring that waiver wire. Yeah. Just keep your eye out. If he gets (laughs) dropped again next week, I I think he's worth a pickup. It's low risk and high reward. Listen, Mm. Deshaun Jackson will come back. Probably get hurt again. Alshon Jeffrey, same thing. I hate to say it, but history um, history shows that that's probably what's going to happen. Jalen Rager, I think will come back and be just fine. Um, but uh, I still think that Fulgham could could be a sneaky, nice little pickup next week if someone gets frustrated and drops him. So keep that in mind. Um, same thing with Dallas Goddard. There's some. There's some probably some leagues out there where Goddard's been dropped because of, of COVID-related uh, postponed games or, you know, injuries to running backs. So if you can get out there and get Dallas Goddard now, I certainly recommend it because I believe he's going to put up some monster numbers. In fact, it wouldn't, wouldn't surprise me if he puts up better fantasy numbers uh, moving forward than, than Zach Ertz does. So. Keep that in mind as well, and, and we could all. I don't care who you are, unless you're a Kelsey, Mark Andrews, Darren Waller, owner, um, Kittle, owner. If you're if you're outside of those four tight ends, I promise you, you could use Dallas Goddard. So oh, definitely. <clears throat> so moving on, you know, we were talking about the Eagles are playing against the Ravens this Sunday. Let's talk about those Ravens, my beloved Ravens, and. You know, we're talking about kind of, you know, we're we're being a little bit more positive about the Eagles, but I don't want to be so negative about my my Ravens. But yeah, they're not putting up the numbers that people were hoping uh, they would put up. Uh, Lamar is is yeah, he's not been a super superstar. I mean, he's had a couple of mediocre games. He's not running the ball uh, as much. I mean, right now. Uh, depending on your scoring. I mean, he's QB 9. Um, he, you know, he's, he's he's barely a top 10 quarterback at the moment, and a lot of people spent uh, a high draft pick on him. And so... Or a we, lot of auction money. Yeah, yeah, people spent a lot of money on him. We know some people that did that as well. So, you know, they they tell you all the time, you know, you've heard it for years in, in, in the fantasy industry is never spend a lot, or or always wait for a quarterback, and it's always the case. Listen, Mahomes is doing well. Um, He was the only other quarterback that probably people jumped up to get, but Lamar right now hasn't, and I will tell you right now, if if there's an owner, a Lamar owner in your league that's willing to come off of him and trade him, oh my gosh, I would be, I'd be all over that. Um, Because Better days are ahead of Lamar. He's not running the ball as much, um, but that offense has not been running the ball as much. They, uh, you know, take for instance the game Sunday against the Bengals. I mean, Baltimore threw the ball 37 times. I mean, Lamar threw the ball 37 times. And 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 I do the Back Row Ravens show. Uh, that's a podcast we do with the Back Row Network. I do it with uh, my co-host Blake Ramey, and we do that on t- every Tuesday night. And Blake and I really talked about it last night quite a bit about what in the hell the Ravens were doing Sunday, uh, throwing the ball. Listen, Baltimore was up in that game. They were up in that game the entire game. They dominated. Uh, they were never, uh, there, was, there was never a threat of them losing that game, yet they threw the ball 37 times. The Bengals were trailing the entire game, and yet Burrow only threw it 30 times. Well, well this I'm, goes back – a uh, couple weeks to when they played the Chiefs.
1: They, they just came out with a bad game plan. They didn't were just trying to throw the ball all over the field.
0: Mm-hmm. <clears throat> they did, and that's what happened in the, uh, in the playoff game last year against the Titans. They've got to get back to the to what they do best, and that's run the ball. Because when they did run the ball against the Bengals, they dominated. I mean, guys, I mean, uh, J.K. Dobbins had one carry, and it was a thirty-four 34-yard, 34-yard run. Uh, Mark Ingram looked fantastic. Uh, Gus Edwards looked like the Gus bus, uh, you know, like he always does. Um, But they just didn't run the ball very much. I mean, they're kind of like what you were talking about with the Dallas uh, offense. They're throwing the ball so much compared to running it. Now, Baltimore isn't isn't that extreme, but there are certain games that they come out and you're wondering, what in the heck are you doing? This was one of those games. I mean, the way they come out and do that, Baltimore runs the ball to set up the pass. There's no it, there's, there's no bones about it, and, and I guess maybe the other teams know that, but everybody knows Baltimore's going to run it, and they still run it down your throat. Uh, I just don't understand. I, I, there's part of me going, you know, there's this little piece in me saying, oh, Baltimore's just practicing. They're just throwing the ball all around the place, you know, kind of, uh, you know, seeing what they can do. They've got this game in the bag, and they're just out there throwing around, you know, trying to have some fun, but... What it's really, really done is I watch every snap of every one of those Ravens games, and, and, and Lamar Jackson gets a little bothered. Uh, it gets in his head. If he, if he takes everything personally. Um, he's got a huge, huge chip on his shoulder. And, and if he misses one pass, man, he's throwing, he's throwing a fit inside himself. I mean, he doesn't throw it. He's not a baby by any means, but uh, he, he, he wants to be perfect all the time. And, and so I don't want that to start affecting his confidence of, of where he's going to throw the ball um so that's 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 something to keep in mind but you know kind of brought up that offense and and the the running game do you do you find it wild that mark ingram right now in, in ppr leagues is the rb 41 i mean he's he's the rb 41 right now and and dobbins has more fantasy points than him on 16 carries and Ingram has 45 carries. Yeah.
1: I mean that that's kind of crazy someone who has basically a third of the amount of carries has has more fantasy points.
0: Now it is PPR. <laughs> now we do, we do talk PPR. And, and and JK does have like 10 catches and I want to say that uh, Ingram has like 5 or something. So I mean that's that, still not that's not that big of a disparity though. I mean no, it's not. I mean it's not like JK has 20 catches to Ingram's
1: 3 or you know. I mean that's but you know 10 catches to 5 whenever
0: you're being out touched 3 to 1 is kind of crazy. JK Dobbins is just electric. I mean I'm watching these games and JK is a stud. And if you're in a dynasty league and and, and someone's a, a a DK owner Uh, Or DK, what I'm thinking, DK Metcalf. If somebody's a JK Dobbins owner in your league, and they're growing a little frustrated with him, that's a that is a buy low uh, target all day because he is going to be a monster next year. But the way this offense is running right now, he's really really hard to depend on. And yeah, it could uh, you know be an advantage to people out there looking um, to buy you know to be buyers. Well, also, I mean. I'm not going to sit here and, and
1: have a bash party on a four and one team. That's you know, but but fantasy wise, the only
0: player who is not a disappointment so far is Mark Andrews. Yeah, I mean you've got high draft capital. I don't care who you are. If if you have Lamar on your team, uh, and you're in a, you were in a snake draft, you spent a nice nice pick on him, um, or if you're in an auction league, you spent quite a bit of money to get Lamar. Um, so it's not really paying off right now. I mean, it's not awful. He's not stinking it up. He's just not putting up 30 points a game like he was last year. Now, like I said, I think that better – I mean, it's just going to get better um, because I think they're going to – they're they're realizing now what they need to do and kind of get back to the basics and what made them so successful uh, last year. I just think that they want to throw the ball around a little bit more because – if they do get down in a game, I mean, Lamar has not really shown that he can play from behind. Um, and, yeah, but, and they, they, but they need to play
1: to their strengths. It's not like they have all these targets all over the field to throw to. they got two primary targets, Hollywood and Mark Andrews.
0: Yeah, now there have been some rumblings. You know, Baltimore, Eric DaCosta, the, the general manager there, is ex- I love him to pieces. He's extremely, extremely aggressive. And you know he was in on Jadavian Clowney. He was in on Yannick Ngakwe. He's been trying to get a pass rusher there, and um, there are have been some rumblings uh, over the last few days of J.J. Watt being a nice uh, target for the Ravens. There, I don't know how much truth there is to that, but it has it's kind of popped up around uh, around quite a bit. Nice little rumor, and um, that would be nice. But we're not really talking about the defense. We're talking about <clears throat> some of the offensive players and with the Jets kind of I don't know, the Jets getting, you know, dismantled and Adam Gase and that whole, you know, dumpster fire that they have, I have been seeing some uh some rumors about Baltimore being interested in Jamison Crowder. And I thought that you know, Blake and I talked about this on the back row Ravens show last night of of some wide receiver targets, some people that might help the team, but more and more I think about it, the more and more I think that uh Jamison Crowder would be a good good fit um, because Miles Boykin just hasn't been producing we've been watching him he's he's extremely talented but he's not running through routes he's not finishing his routes and um, looks a little lazy out there uh, I think Baltimore needs a, a another wide receiver because I don't think uh, I don't think Boykin's really cutting it right now and they need another threat out there and and, and I don't know if bring in someone like Antonio Brown in, or, you know, they did bring in Dez Bryant for a workout. I don't know if those guys are the answers, but I'll tell you, Jamison Crowder would be a nice fit there. What, what's your thoughts?
1: The problem I would have with, with a Jamison Crowder is that he, it, it, him and Mark Andrews would kind of, would kind of occupy the same space in the middle there. It, I think it would, it would, it would really hurt Andrews production. Um, I think Baltimore really needs one of those, really needs an outside receiver more than a, an inside slot guy um i think if the if the ravens could make it could go make a deal for i mean i'm, I'm just throwing it out there haven't haven't seen it anywhere no speculation but somebody like a julio jones i think that he would fit perfectly in that type of offense where he can occupy the outside
0: hollywood can occupy the other side and then you have mark andrews in the middle of the field Man, that would be interesting. Now, now Baltimore uh, in the offseason, right before uh, you know, DeAndre Hopkins was traded to the Arizona, the Arizona Cardinals, Baltimore was in on that deal. Uh, Baltimore had uh, almost had that deal uh, made, and um, they ended up taking the Arizona offer uh, over the, the Ravens' offer. So uh, imagine that for a second. Imagine,
1: <laughs> imagine
0: yeah. that offense with DeAndre Hopkins and, and It'd be Hollywood nasty. Brown. It'd be oh nasty gosh.
1: because you'd have two guys on the outside you have to worry about instead of just the one. you know. Whereas right now, with Baltimore's offense, you only have that one guy on the outside. The other side can be completely ignored because they're not going that way. They're going to go to Hollywood. They're going to go to Mark Andrews. Now, if they had somebody else on that outside, on the other side,
0: that that could take attention away from those guys, they'd be
1: unstoppable.
0: Yeah, a guy that you could just throw the ball up and 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 let him go get it, you know. I, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Julio Jones is a, would be nice if he could stay healthy. I don't know if Atlanta would be, I don't know if they'd be willing to move him. Yeah, I mean, it's like, it's like I said, it, it, you know, there's not any speculation. I was
1: just kind of throwing that out there as that type of wide receiver, somebody who who can dominate one side of the field, somebody who could possibly be on be be on the move because at they they play on a horrible team who's completely out of it who may be looking to blow it up. I mean, the Falcons did just fire their head coach and GM. So, they may be
0: looking to blow it up. You don't know. I mean, that could be a possibility. Yeah, yeah, I mean, when you think of Julio Jones, I mean, you think of Atlanta Falcons, when you think of Atlanta Falcons, you think of Julio Jones, but listen, I mean, this is you know, the same thing with Tom Brady, the same thing with the Ed Reed. I mean, there's been a a million you know, Peyton Manning, Colts. I mean, everybody, you know, can go anywhere. So, um, yeah, that would be an interesting uh, scenario. I, I wouldn't be opposed to it one, one bit at all, man. So uh, I, I am interested with the uh, trade deadline coming up in a couple of weeks of, of what the Ravens will do because I promise you the Ravens are going to make a move or maybe even make two moves. Um, they're close, but, they need, you know, but that hump, that hurdle is Kansas City, and Baltimore needs to do what they can um, you know, to, to uh, put themselves in a better position to beat them. Well, it's um, not only
1: that, they, they, they have to worry about in-division also. I mean, the Steelers are undefeated there. So yeah, that, the
0: Steelers are. I mean, You know, we were talking about it last night in, the, uh, in, in our show, is that, uh, you know, Baltimore's going to learn a lot about themselves. You know, they're going to learn a lot by uh, taking on the Steelers. And, but the thing is, the Steelers are going to learn a lot too. Um, I, I said it this whole offseason, the, the three best teams in the AFC was Kansas City, Baltimore, and Pittsburgh. Uh, and I still think that. Um, Pittsburgh's
1: defense is unreal too.
0: It's so good. I mean, they've got some – they've got a pass rush. that That's helping their secondary tremendously. Yeah, yeah, they have got a team to, to reckon with. So, uh, that's going to be some interesting uh, interesting games when they play each other. So, uh, yeah, pretty wild stuff. And, and, and Hollywood Brown has been a little bit of a disappointment up until this point, but he did play very, very well on Sunday against the Bengals. Finally caught his first touchdown of the season. Um, I'm just hoping that that's uh, a preview of better things to come, you know, more of that. Um, But he was targeted quite a bit, uh, ran some really, really nice routes. Um, He's being targeted in the end zone. Um, he He and Mark Andrews are the two end zone targets, so keep that in mind. I mean, if guys are getting those targets in the end zone, they're going to eventually start catching some of those Uh, and getting some touchdowns. And and, and Hollywood Brown's a guy, another one, that if you can buy him on the cheap right now, if you can buy him, and he's wide receiver 30 right now in PPR leagues, which, uh, I mean, goodness gracious, it's a wide receiver three, you know, wide receiver four production. So if it's a guy you can get on the cheap, I certainly recommend it because I think he's just going to get better and better each week and and could really, really help you, especially with these bye weeks starting to, you know, starting and, and, you know, making some of those substitutions, so. Anyway, so, uh, you know, we were talking about them playing the, the Bengals Sunday, and Joe Burrow really didn't produce very well. Um, but, you know, who would have thought that he was going to light up the Ravens' defense? I mean, the Ravens set a record. I mean, uh, it's the first time in the history of the NFL that, that a team had, what was it, five defensive backs had a sack in that game. Five. I mean, Marcus Peters. That's crazy. Yeah, Marcus Peters had a sack. Marlon Humphrey had a sack. Chuck Clark had a shot uh, sack. Uh, Deshaun Elliott had a sack. And Jimmy Smith had a sack in that game. It's our first time in the history of NFL. Five defensive backs had a sack uh, in the same game. Pretty wild. But but Burrow has uh, – you know, besides that game, Burrow has put up some really, he's, really good fantasy numbers. Um, you know, he's been a pleasant surprise. You know, people – you know, s- spent a good draft pick on him, especially in the rookie draft if they're in Dynasty Leagues and whatnot. And he's been producing. He's been a pleasant, pleasant surprise. Um, you know, I think he's uh, throwing for about 260 yards a game. I mean, what, how many touchdowns has he thrown so far, Tommy? Six. Like six? Six touchdowns. Yeah, yeah. You know, he's uh, he's got a rushing <laughs> touchdown. Uh, he's thrown about three picks. But there's another rookie quarterback that's actually played less – and putting up better numbers than that, who is that? Uh, that is Justin Herbert of the Los Angeles Chargers. I keep, I, I keep wanting to call them San Diego. I'm never going to not want to call them San Diego, but of yeah. the Los Angeles Chargers. Yeah, just like the Las Vegas Raiders. That's going to. T- yeah. I'm still having a hard time with that, you know, or the Washington Football Team. That one's still. <laughs> yeah. yeah I hear you. Yeah, but yeah, let's talk about Justin Herbert. I mean, listen, you know, Burroughs put up some good, good numbers, but man. Yeah. Justin Herbert, where, where in the hell, what's going on there?
1: Well, Herbert in one less game has thrown three more touchdowns. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's thrown for nine touchdowns in four games. That that's great. I mean, if you got that type of production out out of your quarterback, you're happy. I mean, he 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 has ten total touchdowns this year in in four games. He's thrown for nearly three hundred yards a game. He's been he's been outstanding.
0: He has. He's been a he's been a nice surprise um, because I don't know. I mean, people thought he was going to play this year. I mean, he was going to take that that starting job. I don't think I don't know how many people really thought he was going to take it as soon as he did. Um, But yeah, in, in four games, he has lit it up and he's made Keenan Allen relevant again. And guess what? I forgot all about that. That Mike Williams, holy smokes, that's a guy that people drafted this year, dropped him, picked him back up, dropped him again. And I promise you he's on the waiver wire right now and probably half of the league's out there. So yeah. that's someone that I would certainly recommend going and getting. But like I said earlier in the show, if you're listening to this on a Thursday or a Friday or a Saturday, I promise you Mike Williams has been picked up unless you just you're playing with absolute morons in your league. But keep awesome.
1: monitoring it because he may be dropped again at some point
0: absolutely if he doesn't have a good game or something next week then someone may drop him because of bye week replacements so yeah i think that he is a nice nice pickup um and he's just going to get better from here on out because that you know burrow has been has been a a a, a good quarterback and a nice uh uh addition to your fantasy team but Justin Herbert has been a a, a very pleasant surprise uh, to say the least and hopefully uh, hopefully you're a Justin Herbert owner yeah. out there um, or you picked him off the up off the waiver wire or guess what he may still be on that wire right now um, but he won't be there for long and and so
1: I I will say this about Burrow one thing scares scares me about him is he gets hit. Way too often. I think he's already taken 22 sacks this season
0: yeah. in five games. It's the division, man. He plays in the, in the AFC North. He plays the Ravens' defense twice. He's yeah. playing that Pittsburgh defense twice. Cleveland's listen, defense isn't bad. <laughs> yeah, Cleveland's defense isn't bad. I mean, Miles Garrett. Miles Garrett coming off the edge at you. That's <clears throat> scary. Absolutely. So, you know, imagine you know six of your 16 games is against those defenses. Uh, that's, not, that's not good. It, that's hard to really rely on him being your your quarterback week to week i mean you might have to pick up another quarterback just yeah. to uh well, to play those you know in in place of him those weeks well getting hit
1: like that is never a good thing i mean that that's what drove david carr out of the league david carr was not a bad quarterback he just got hit way too much and it, 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 it eventually took its toll, drove him out of the league
0: yeah, yeah, and he was a, you know, a high high draft pick, and he was the number 1 pick in that draft. Um, you know, and and dude, sweet segue right there. You like that? That, that was a <laughs> that was a pretty sweet sweet segue because we're talking about pleasant surprises such as Justin Herbert. You bring up, uh, you know, uh, Car- David Carr and so that brings us to more surprises, more pleasant surprises so far this week and not not David Carr, but let's talk about Derek Carr. You know, what what do you what's your thoughts on him?
1: He he's been outstanding. I mean, he he outduled Patrick Mahomes the other day. And he looked better than Patrick Mahomes the other day. It was it was crazy. He he led that Las Vegas Raiders team to a win over the defending Super Bowl champions. Going back in into the offseason Everybody thought David Carr was going to be replaced by Marcus Mariota of all people. Yeah. David I mean, Derek Carr has been fantastic. He 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 is he is surprisingly the overall QB eight right now in fantasy leagues. He he leads the NFL in completion percentage. With I mean he's over seventy three percent completion percentage. That's
0: that's unreal. <laughs> Well, with the weapons that he has, with those wide receivers, and having Darren Waller there, and then, and 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 Josh Jacobs is catching the ball. Actually, you know, I yeah. mean, goodness gracious, yeah, he's he's been producing well. He's been a nice, nice surprise uh, for fantasy teams. So, and I promise you, he's out on the waiver wire in a lot yeah. of leagues. You know, and he's, he, and he takes care of the ball. He's he's only thrown one pick. He's thrown eleven touchdowns and one interception this year. Yep. Yep. A lot of people been waiting on him to be uh, to be fantasy relevant, and I promise you, tons of people out there gave up on him. Go get him, go get him, go pick him up off the wire. Uh, if you can get him on the cheap, you can make a trade for him. You know, go grab him. If you're a, you know, I mean, unless you're sitting pretty at at a you know, quarterback, but if you're a, if you're having to start guys like Gardner Minshew, or you're having to start Kirk Cousins, or or something like that, man. Go out there and get Derek Carr. You may not have to give up a whole lot to get him, or he might be on the waiver wire. He's going to be worth it. He's going to be which, worth it this year.
1: Which, speaking of cousins, he's not a bad start this week. He's taking on the he's taking on the Falcons. So yeah. if you if you have cousins and you're being forced to start him, he's not a bad start.
0: Yeah, this might be a week he actually puts puts up some pretty decent points. He hasn't really cracked over twenty, but once this season, I believe, and and so you know twenty points in a in a, in a game. So. Um, 20 fantasy points, uh, I guess you could say, in a game. So, uh, he does have a juicy matchup against the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, uh, everybody's throwing all over them. So And uh, it's Cousins. also looking like he's going to be without Dalvin Cook this week, too. So, fire yeah. Cousins up. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> so, let's talk – you know, we're talking about some of our surprises and, and whatnot. Um, and Derek Carr is our – you know, Rob and I talked about this last week, some of our biggest surprises, but um, – you know, there's still a few more uh, that's been nice. And, and, and we're moving on from the quarterback because Derek Carr is kind of our surprise right now at quarterback. But let's talk about some of those running backs. And, and James Robinson has been a nice uh, surprise. He's a top 10 running back in PPR leagues right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and he's a workhorse. He's getting the majority of the touches, and that's rare in yep. today's NFL. He's getting a lot of those touches, most of which um, they're throwing him the ball. Um, he is a guy that's been such a great, great pickup this year. Uh, yep. Hopefully, uh, hopefully, uh, you know, I, I've got him in a couple of leagues. I picked him up for for nothing early in the year. Um, and I hope people out there are reaping the benefits of picking him up because, yeah, he's not on any waiver wire and probably won't be this year. Right. Um, he's been – well.
1: He was one of those early, one of those early season waiver wire heroes. Nobody knew who, who to go pick up out of that Jaguars backfield. Was it going to be Armstead? Was it going to be Robinson? Nobody really knew. And then, and then he kind of took over in that first game, and he was the workhorse.
0: Yeah, I think, yeah it didn't. I think hurt. week one
1: he was. Well, I think week one he was the only running back in the league to have a hundred percent share or to have 100 to have 100 percent of the carries for his team he was the only running back in the entire league to have 100 percent of the carries for his team yeah that's so pretty wild so i mean he he immediately established himself and then he, he became the hottest guy on, on the waiver wire after week one he was he was immediately picked up and his way should have been
0: yeah, yeah, and, and I picked him up in the, in the few leagues that I had him. When, when, when Fournette got cut, you know, people were jumping out there getting uh, Armstead and, and, and I, the other running back. You know, Divino Zigbo. Yeah, people were running out there to get him. I picked up James Robinson in some of those leagues just because, I mean, what the hell's it hurt? You know, I'll pick up James Robinson. I'd heard some pretty decent things about him in training camp, and I thought, hell. I'll pick him up. I, I don't have any kind of an investment in him. And, may, you know, maybe he starts getting some touches or yeah. or something like that. So it paid off for me. So if you see any of those situations and someone goes out there and, you know, with Le'Veon Bell getting cut and everybody jumps on the, you know, let's go get Frank Gore. Let's go get Gore right now. Let's go, hey, right. go get LaMichael uh, P. Ryan. That's right. You never know. Uh, Who's their third string running back? I mean, uh, they did have Kalen Balaj there for a second, but. uh, Um, Isn't it Josh
1: Adams? Is it Josh
0: Adams? Josh Adams. Go get. I promise you, Josh Adams is going to be available after your waiver's clear this week. Go get him. You never know. You, You just never know. It's low risk and high reward. Josh Adams could be the next James Robinson. You know, keep that in mind. You're not giving anything for him. And he just he may come out this week and have the most touches, and then next week he's the starter. So uh, you know, keep it in mind. You know, go out there and get him. You, you you got you got nothing to lose. Um, just like with James Robinson. I mean, especially
1: so, if you you know, especially if you, if you have somebody on your roster who is droppable, like an AJ Green. I mean, just just get rid of AJ Green. Go pick up somebody who has some type of upside. You know.
0: Yeah. I'm just looking at somebody just tweeted me that's pretty funny uh yeah another guy a a quick trivia for you here Tommy who's got more fantasy points right now in the PPR league Todd Gurley or Clyde Edwards-Alaire I would say Todd Gurley you're absolutely correct I mean Gurley's been an RB1 he absolutely has he has been a nice little surprise this way and you know me man I've always been a Todd Gurley guy I've always been a Todd Gurley guy but He's producing, and, and they are starting to figure it out there in Atlanta of like what's scoring, what's working for them, and they're getting girly more and more and more touches, more and more involved uh, each week. He is a guy that I've, I've said you know on, on previous shows, go get him because you can get him on the cheap, and look what he's doing right now. He is pr- absolutely producing. He's an RB1. He's an RB1 right now, and he's going to get a lot of touches moving forward. So, you know, go go get him. I mean, like I said, he's outproduced, you know, some some notable running backs right now. I mean, Clyde edwards lair, everybody knows their, you know, your expectations with him. Uh, there are some guys that he has more fantasy points of, but, you know, Derrick Henry but, and Miles Sanders, but they've missed games and, and whatnot. But there's been some, you know, James Connors, another one. But, you know, David Johnson's outproduced him. Uh, there's some guys out there that, that – you know, he's he's outperformed. Oh, my gosh. You know, Rex Burkhead. Rex friggin' Burkhead has more fantasy points than Kenyon Drake. How disappointing is that? Yeah. Kenyon yeah. Drake's been awful. He, I mean, Kenyon Drake has been so bad that last week I started Chase Edmonds over him. I did it, too. I did it, too. And and Chase Edmonds had some fantasy points. Chase Edmonds has more fantasy points right now than, than Kenyon Drake. Yeah, and I mean, he,
1: he he has he has like a quarter of the of the touches
0: too. It it it, it really is crazy. I mean, I mean, see, Kenny Drake has eighty five carries. Yeah. Chase Edmond has nineteen. Yeah. It's it, it 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 is it's crazy how
1: how how underused Chase Edmonds is right now. Because he, he is the, he's obviously the better running back. They're just not using him.
0: Uh, they're using him in the passing game a little bit more. He, had, he does have 18 catches compared to Kenyon Drake's six. Kenyon Drake's not being used in the, in the passing game whatsoever, and that helps Edmonds as far as a PPR league. But I watch those games because I am a Kenyon Drake owner in a lot of leagues, and I'm wondering just yep. what in the hell's going on there. And I've watched those games. They're just trying to get Kenyon Drake. They're running in between the tackles, and that's not him. He's not a power back. He is a guy you want to get in open space. That's what they did with him last year. Mm-hmm. I don't know why they're not doing that this year with him, but I'll tell you the person they're doing that with, and that's Chase Edmonds.
1: Yeah.
0: And um, and you see what happens. I mean, with the with the offensive weapons that they have and uh, that, that the other teams have to compensate for out there at wide receiver, um, it's leaving uh, – a lot of room for these guys to do some uh to do some work and and they're just not doing that with with kenny drake they're, they're trying to bust him up the middle and, and 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 pound the ball with him and he's just not that guy that's just not his game um and and, and it never has been i mean no. even going back to college
1: when he was at alabama he was a guy that they would try to get to, like you said get him into space let him work
0: He's not an in in-between the tackles guy. Why are you going to try to use him that way? I mean, who was the in-between tackles guy at Alabama when they had Kenyon Drake? Was uh, it uh, Derek Henry? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It was a guy named Derrick Henry who won the Heisman doing that. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. Kenyon Drake was the, you know that was the thunder and he was the lightning. You know, so um, yeah, yeah. That that that's been a uh, a little bit of a disappointment with us, and uh, Edmonds has been a little bit of a, a, a surprise. But hey you want to talk about a surprise, okay, DeAndre Hopkins is the number one wide receiver in fantasy football right now. No surprise there. No. But can you name the, the, you know, in a PPR league, the rest of the top five off the top of your head? Uh, Off the top of my head. um, I know Calvin Ridley's up there. Um,
1: I know Adam Thielen was... I think going into that afternoon game I think Thielen had jumped up to like the number one guy or something, but then Hopkins had had a really good game. Um so Thielen's gonna be up there. Um surprisingly Stefan Diggs. I I'm a I'm a Stefan Diggs owner, so mm-hmm. I I I keep up with what he does and he's been tremendous this year. Um the other one I'm kinda of blanking on the other one. I'm i gonna throw out somebody, um I'm going to say, like, maybe Amari Cooper.
0: Nope, nope, you're close. You're close, you're close. But, yeah, yeah, so we know D-Hop, is, you know, Nuke is the number one. You're right about Adam Thielen. Adam Thielen's the number two, number two wide receiver in fantasy football right now. Calvin Ridley is three. DK Metcalf is four dk there you and go and stefan diggs is number five so man yes. you were right there and well the and, only the only reason I, I knew
1: Thielen and ridley and diggs was because i have shares of them so yeah. i have been keeping up with what they've been doing
0: <laughs> yeah and i'm a big big dk metcalf guy gosh man i i love watching him play it's fantastic but but i'll tell you you know adam Thielen tends to start it almost seems like this is just the ongoing thing with him he always starts the first half of the season he is a monster and he kind of fades off um you know the second half of the season go back and look at his stats over the last couple of years and this has been the trend so if if this continues and say Justin Jefferson starts getting a lot more targets uh that you know Thielen might be a sell high type of candidate um you know when he starts kind of fading out a little bit you know uh, jump off that ship before it's too late, but definitely use him while he's hot. Um, <clears throat> Calvin Ridley, no one saw that coming. But with 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 Julio being being out, I mean, who in the hell else they gonna throw the ball to? DK Metcalf and that offense with uh, they finally let Russ, you know, just do his thing. They let him loose, let him throw the ball all over the place. And gosh, let I Russ don't cook. Really, man, I don't think there's an offense that's more fun to watch right now than than. Seattle so oh it's it's awesome but man Stephon Diggs Stefan Diggs was a guy that listen you know Thielen and, and Metcalf were all drafted you know pretty high but there was a lot of people um you you got Calvin Ridley uh, at a pretty decent price um but you really got a good deal right now on Stephon Diggs absolutely um, because people were drafting his drafting him as a wide receiver three flex option yeah that guy's a wide receiver one absolutely no one was no one saw him putting up wide receiver one numbers uh barely maybe wide receiver two i mean people were taking him as a you know as a low-end wide receiver two or a nice flex option the people didn't really believe in the in the uh, the throwing uh capabilities of of josh allen i mean but he's proven i mean stefan Diggs they've been they've been trying to get a wide receiver there in buffalo uh for for the last couple of years and they finally got one and boy they're using him uh, Stephon Diggs looks looks fantastic, and and you and I are both big Diggs fans, so we're well, really really happy for him. And that, well, when also having Diggs shows you what Josh Allen can do. He's not
1: having to rely on John Brown and Cole Beasley. He can actually have a number one wide receiver to
0: throw to. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So Stephon Diggs has been a great, great, um, a nice surprise this year. Um, hopefully, you know, congratulations to who Who of you out there drafted him. Um, it's really, really paying off. You, you didn't have to invest a whole lot in him, and it's paying off. But let's talk about another wide receiver that you talk about not having to invest a doggone thing into that is producing just wide receiver, just some kick-ass numbers, and that's Robbie Anderson. Robbie Anderson is a wide receiver one now don't get me wrong DJ Moore has has been okay and DJ Moore finally had a good game the other day he's back so if, if people listen to me over the last couple of episodes where I've said go buy DJ Moore he was one of those guys I said buy on the cheap you know get at a discount I hope that you did um, because I'm telling you he's back he's going to be great Teddy Bridgewater is playing his best football he's ever played but man Robbie Anderson Robbie Anderson has done a lot. He's won some people plenty of money in daily fantasy sports. But dude, he's the wide receiver seven right now uh, in PPR leagues, and and it and he's producing every week. He is as consistent as it gets. He's he's Teddy Bridgewater's number one target. Absolutely. I mean,
1: you were you were saying DJ Moore is back. Is I'm, I'm, playing, I'm playing a little bit of devil's advocate here. Is DJ Moore back, or did he just play the Falcons? That's I mean, <laughs> true. That's true. It's gotta call it what it is there. Um, but Robbie Anderson has has been the main guy there. I, I think I saw something the other day. He had he's got
0: a thirty six percent target share. Yeah, I mean that's pretty ab- incredible. He's <laughs> averaging over 18, point, 18 fantasy points per game in PPR leagues. I mean yeah. that is elite. That is elite numbers. So yeah, if you've got him, congratulations. If 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 you've gone out and picked him up off the waiver wire or anything, congratulations because uh he's not going anywhere. That that right there is is fairly close to a league winner. Uh um, well, again, it's a guy who left Adam Gase and is now doing special things. Absolutely. Absolutely. So yeah, yeah, and, and 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 you know we were talking about some of these pleasant surprises, and you're talking about the Atlanta Falcons, and we'll let that also. You you're, I, I see that you're the master of the segue, so we're going to let that segue into some of our disappointments. And when we were talking about the Atlanta Falcons, we're going to talk about Matt Ryan. Uh, what's going on there, Tommy?
1: Uh, I I think it's been a little bit of a combination. Julio's been injured their team just isn't very good to begin with and I, I know they they have targets with well Matt Ryan and Hayden Hurst we'll just combine those two as being disappointments because Hayden Hurst isn't getting any any, any love at all and Matt Ryan has not I mean he hasn't been awful he's been a kind of a mid to low end QB2 but whenever you're talking Matt Ryan you're thinking kind of a mid-range QB1 is what you're is what you drafted him as, and he's just not been that. I mean, I get a lot of it has been he's had banged up receivers. Julio's been been hurt. Uh, Calvin Ridley had a really really bad game last week where he got zero points. Um, but that 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 old team is just has just been a massive dumpster fire. Just so bad. Their defense has been awful. Their offense just doesn't really seem to know what they're doing that they, they had a great game against the cowboys of course everybody has a great game against the cowboys the giants had a really good game against the cowboys defense um but other than that matt ryan just hadn't done much
0: okay so i'm sitting here uh, yeah and i absolutely agree they may need to blow that team up um i don't think you, you and i talked about this a couple of days ago i think i was driving in the car you know just we were just chatting back and forth and i could see them trading julio uh you know, I don't know if they'd get anything for, like, a Todd Gurley. I think that's whatever. But maybe this offseason, maybe look at shopping Matt Ryan, getting something for him, especially if they end up with, like, you know, maybe they end up with the top pick in the draft. Trevor, Maybe they're the Trevor Lawrence, yeah. you know, destination. Um, but, yeah, I you saw were an t- article the other day saying
1: uh, it, it was talking about Arthur Blank, the Falcons owner, saying that, I mean, he wouldn't commit long-term to Matt Ryan. And he was even saying that he would get Matt Ryan a saying it.
0: So, Maybe Matt Ryan wants out of of Atlanta. You know, it's possible. But you said how how tasty this. You know, what was that scenario that you said that just sounded delicious? Oh, Julio going to Baltimore? No, no, no. You're talking about like if uh, if Atlanta blew it up and they took uh, they took oh, Trevor they, Lawrence. Yeah, and then, say they and, took
1: Trevor Lawrence number one, and then Travis Etienne fell to fell to the first pick of the second round. They could have Lawrence and and Travis Travis Etienne.
0: Talk about your future. Quarterback and your future running back, and then you'd have Calvin Ridley to throw to. Yeah, got, you know, I, yeah. Gosh, Almighty, that would be uh, that would make <laughs> that would probably make uh, Falcons fans uh, forget you know Matt Ryan pretty quick. Yeah. You know, and, and I mean, and, and it's not out of the realm of a
1: possibility for Travis Etienne to fall to the first pick of the second round. Oh, so look at what happened to the running backs this year in this mm-hmm. year's draft. Yep, the first the first running back was was um, Clyde, Edward, Clyde, Edward, Clyde edwards lair correct? Yeah, yep. And he was the last pick of the first round. Yep. So it's not out of the realm of possibility for, for someone like a Najee Harris or a Chuba Hubbard to go in front of
0: Etienne. It's I really absolutely not. agree. You know, speaking of running backs, you know, we're talking about that, you know, some of the – I don't know if you just saw this on uh, on Twitter, but who is this guy, Bob Fesco? Have you seen this guy, his report on, on Le'Veon Bell? Yeah, he's reporting no, that haven't. Le'Veon Bell is expected to decide tonight or tomorrow, uh, t- or tonight or tomorrow morning wh- where he will sign. And Bob says that he is told it's between the Chiefs and four other teams. Yeah, see, it,
1: you notice he he mentioned the Chiefs first, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I I told you earlier he he just followed Patrick Mahomes on Twitter tonight. Absolutely, so, that may be a little foreshadowing.
0: Um so that's interesting i mean you know something could break at any moment uh to be honest with you but that would be uh that would be quite interesting gosh almighty the chiefs you know clyde edwards lair uh, his his value would take us a, a super super hit there gosh almighty yeah um but yeah you know moving on to some other disappointments I mean, we talked about Kenyon drake and what a big disappointment he's been so far this season. Because people drafted him in the second round; they took him as their RB two. And some people probably, you know, if they took a wide, if they took, if they were a Michael Thomas, you know, owner or something, and and they turned around on the on the turn and maybe took like a Kenyon Drake as their number one running back. Imagine how much they're hurting right now. Well, I mean,
1: there were a lot of people who went wide receiver, wide receiver at that turn. So say they took Michael Thomas and Devonte Adams, that means they're not picking again to the very last pick of the third round.
0: That was right where Kenyon Drake was probably going. So, I mean. You know, Kenyon Drake was going in the second round in a lot of leagues, man. People were. Yeah. You know, he was right there with the Austin Eckler, Nick Chubb, uh, you know, even Clyde Edwards-Alaire. You know, those those guys were going right around in that area, you know, in the mid, you know, top to the mid-second round. So, um, yeah. He, he, no matter what, he's been a major, major bust. Uh, to this point. Another guy, A.J. Green, just dropped this guy already. Drop him. He, he uh, hasn't been productive in three years. You're no, ever. he hasn't. He's a name. I don't give a crap if he gets traded to the Chiefs. If he gets traded to the Seahawks. He gets traded anywhere. There's these rumors of him asking to be traded now. and there Did was you that... see that video from the other day where yeah, it, l- it looked like he was saying, if you're not going to use me, just trade me? Yeah, it's exactly what he said. You read his <laughs> lips. It's what he said in that Baltimore game. Um... You know, he was hurt. He guy can't stay on the field, and, and you know my thoughts on that. We've talked about it a million times. You know, A.J. Green is garbage anymore. He's not usable. Drop him. And, hell, you're sabotaging another team because I hope that someone else picks him up, and I, please, God, let them start him. Oh, and just watch their team just, you know, crap the bed with A.J. Yeah. Green in their lineup.
1: You have fun with that point and a half you're going to get on the one reception for five
0: yards. Yeah. And on the flip side, if you're dropping AJ Green, who do you need to go pick up instead? T Higgins. Absolutely. T Higgins is a guy you need to be targeting. He's you know, he is getting targets uh more and more and more each week. And I'm going to tell you what, you know, Tyler Boyd right now is the number 1 wide receiver in that offense, but I'm I, T Higgins by the end of this year could be the number 1 wide receiver in that offense. I, I'm I'm being completely honest there. It's not far fetched. He is well, getting a lot of looks, a lot of targets. Well, that
1: was the re- I I, th- I I fully believe that that was the reason why the Bengals drafted him was to be what AJ Green used to used to be. That that
0: tall, rangy wide receiver who can get downfield. Absolutely. So. You know, that kind of rounds out, you know, our, our, our kind of our disappointment so far. I mean, everyone, you know, we talked about Zach Ertz earlier. We were talking. I mean, Zach Ertz right now is a. He's, he's not even a tight end one. He's tight end 14 in PPR leagues. That's just awful, man. That's awful. Uh, they're just not throwing him the ball. He's not getting anything. It's just been terrible. He's a guy you could probably get for cheap he could get him on the cheap right now a good buy low candidate because once that uh, those wide receivers and everybody start popping back into the lineup like they're going to start doing this weekend it's going to spread things out it's going to open up the middle of the field and that's zach Ertz for you and also once goddard comes back they'll be able to run their their two tight end sets more too absolutely if you can go get him on the cheap uh (laughs) that you know that's a guy i would look at um other guys i would target you know buy low candidates um Some of them are pretty obvious, but maybe a Julio Jones. I mean, he's Mm kind of, you know, he got drafted in that same class with with A.J. Green, and you'd see A.J. Green's just falling apart. Um, But Julio Jones is not too far behind. He's, you know, we all see every year it seems like he's just banged up and banged up and banged up, and and, and it's really taken a toll on him this year. Um, But when he's on the field, he really does produce, so – he might be a guy that someone's just so pissed off with him that they're willing to, uh, you know, maybe trade him for pennies on the dollar. Um, so it's your responsibility as a fantasy owner to take advantage of that and go get him, and uh, you know, stash him and wait till he can play, and then go reap the benefits of that. You know, who uh, Tommy? Who's some other guys that are good buy low candidates right now? In your opinion?
1: Uh, well, you got guys who are injured: um, Nick Chubb, Austin Eckler, um, those. The, those type of guys are going to be out, um, just because they're not they're not able to be used. So maybe somebody's looking to move on from them, get something that they can use right now. Absolutely. Especially especially if they're in, in some type of panic mode, or 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 in an Austin Eckler situation, they're in a win now mode, so they're looking to to fill that spot. Um, Le'Veon Bell, you could probably get him for fairly cheap right now, and if he goes to somebody like Kansas City, he he then becomes a pretty good-looking fantasy player. You know, pre, a pretty good-looking option. Yeah. Um, another guy who is coming back off injury who hadn't played, Denzel Mims. Um, the Jets drafted him pretty high, um, and so they obviously had plans for him. So
0: Denzel Mims is a guy who I would go – I'd look to go after. Yeah, yeah, because who else are they going to throw the ball to? Uh, You know, Brashad Perriman can't find his way to the field. Um, You know, we did mention Jamison Crowder. Jamison Crowder's catching a lot of balls. He's getting a lot of volume. But let's just say he may – let's say he gets traded to a contender. Uh, Man, I mean, give me Denzel Mims all day. I mean – not only that, but everybody expected Chris Herndon to have this
1: major role in the offense, and he just hasn't. So they're they're not even looking his direction. They're looking, they're all they're looking at is Jameson Crowder. So once Denzel Mims comes back, he could very, he could very well carve a very solid role in this
0: offense. Absolutely. I mean, I I. I... He's a guy that's on your waiver wire right now. You can pick up for next to nothing. You can probably trade for him and not give up much. Um, another one of those low-risk, high-reward types of guys. Um, and, 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 that you know, that's really about it. As far you know, Nick Chubb, Austin Eckler, like you said, to touch on that a little bit more, you know, some guys might – they might need the roster space. They might, you know, be willing to move on from those guys – for the, for the most part, you could probably get them at a discount right now. And if you're able to spare some, uh, you know, something that another team needs jump all over that because both of those players are going to be back this year. And when they're back, they're going to be elite. Um, so, you know, take advantage of that if you can. Um, so, so checking Twitter right now to see if Levion has signed anywhere yet, but, uh, there's nothing, uh, nothing going on now. So, uh, I guess we'll just have to wait until uh, it'll probably happen. Well, what'll probably happen is he'll probably
1: sign ten minutes after we, you know, pr- probably ten minutes after we're done here tonight. So
0: yep. Well, that's probably going to be about ten <laughs> minutes from now because we are done here. <laughs> oh, there you go. There you go. So you know, so you know, everyone, that is uh, that's it for today's show. Um, you know, be on the lookout for uh, Monday night's show, the wire. We do it every Monday night. We release it late Monday night, so you have plenty of time Tuesday to give that a listen. Um, and Tommy uh, hosts that show there, so uh, you know be on the lookout for that. We're all here to help you out there. Um, if you're listening to us on on Apple, uh, feel free to drop us a comment, you know, or, or or subscribe to us. It just it just helps us out uh, a little bit more. And and be sure to check us out at DynastyProsFootball.com. We're constantly updating our rankings. Great, great content there. You can find all of our uh, podcasts, all of our shows, all of our articles, um, all of our trade ideas and and whatnot there as well. So uh, for Tommy and for myself, we want to thank you for listening to tonight's episode. And everyone, please, please, please stay safe out there.